you remove that fear, they have zero power. So it's something that you can train yourself to do. And it's not that you become fearless, you just have one ounce more courage. Welcome to the Dr. Espen podcast, where we explore the latest in quantum science, personal development, consciousness, and spirituality, health, as well as business and money mastery. Join me as I interview experts from all over the world, sharing the most incredible stories of transformation. This is where we provide you with the exact tools and coaching activities you need to expand your consciousness in each of the eight areas of your life. For more info on our events, programs, coaching, etc., go to drspen.com for the full quantum experience. Dr. Espen here. I am so excited, so pumped to be here with you today. I've got a guest on today that has done some most magnificent things. Matt Belair, this gentleman has been studying with Buddhist monks in Nepal, something that I've dreamed about doing for half a lifetime now. He's been studying with the Native American elders in North America as he knows a thing or two about sacred ritual and ceremony. He's been studying with the 34th generation Shaolin monks in China. And this doesn't even scratch the surface. Matt Belair has studied human potential and human empowerment his entire life. He's dedicated his life to uncovering and expanding the limits of human potential and consciousness, so synchronous to the work that we do. Uh, he's a very accomplished athlete, a sought-after high-performance coach, host of the Mastermind Body and Spirit show, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, that show also reached number one on iTunes in over 10 countries. Absolute privilege to be here with you, Matt. We do such similar work, and I just want to say uh, thank you for taking time and uh, and joining us on on the show today how you doing brother i'm doing amazing man well, i really appreciate the invite and all the work you're doing it was exciting to see everything you're putting out there so i hope to be able to you know go to one of your courses your seminars your events i just love people doing the same work man so thanks for what you're doing too yeah it's a privilege and pleasure man uh, it's good to see that people are coming together in in these times you know and for those listening and watching if you're on the live, pop a couple of uh, comments in the in the chat section. Share this with as many people as possible because Matt's work truly is life changing. And today we're going to have an opportunity to explore that a little bit further and, and go deep. So just start with the whole training with the Shaolin monks and the Native Americans, bro. Like, tell us a little bit about that. What was your takeaway from that? Oh well, those were you know two um, amazing experiences. You know, as a kid, I was always curious about the limit of human potential, right? And I love martial arts, so I'd watch. Shaolin monks break the stones and do all these different things. And so I was like, how the heck do they do that? And as I learned martial arts, they talked about mind, body, and spirit. So when you're breaking the brick, you got to somehow use this imaginary force that would break the brick. You know, it's your body, but it's also this kind of mindset. And traditional sports doesn't teach this. So this is something I learned at a young age. And I always wanted to train with Shaolin monks. And one of my other things that I just intuitively knew to do was train with the best. Like if I wanted to be the best snowboarder in the world, I went around the best snowboarders that I could in Whistler. So if I want to be the best martial artist I could, I trained with a Phuket top team, which was professional MMA fighters, but I wanted to get around the Shaolin monks because they could do things that no one else could. They could do all of these incredible feats that no one else in the world could do. So when I got to China, you know, I met some people that could do these things. And there's a distinction too, because when you start to go down the, these rabbit holes like you have as well and you know go to the quantum fields the limits of human consciousness and all this kind of stuff you start to see people make claims 
And now not all of these claims are honest, especially in this metaphysical world. Now, when you take, you know, these claims, you say, oh, I'm breaking this stone, right? And or this a piece of ice is one of the tricks they do. And there's always these these tricks. I call it kind of like black magic, where it's like I say I'm doing this feat of strength or whatever it is, but I'm deceiving you. So I learned that along the way. And so there was a master there, Master Go, who could break stone with two fingers. He break bigger pieces over his head, every limb of his mm-hmm. body. And it was extraordinary. And I got a chance to interview him. And I said, you know, <laughs> sit down. So I, I flew all the way to China. I want to know there was no trick. So I said, you know, what's a trick? And uh, there's a translator. She says, no trick. And I said, what's a trick? And he goes, no trick. And the third time I asked him, because I have to know for sure that he can do this, because what I said to him was like, most people in the world are, are going to think this is impossible. You cannot do what you're doing. He's grabbing pieces of stone and breaking them over his head. And I held them. I, I punched one as hard as I could once just to see. <laughs> it really hurt. <laughs> so, you know, he said, you know, then he starts slamming his fingers down on the desk. It's hard desk. And he just said that, you know, wooden desk. And he just said years, you know, years of Qigong, which is, you know, the meditation and energy work, things like that. And also hard Qigong. So the trees outside the academy, they had dent holes in the trees, right? From poking their fingers. So you stand there and you just poke a, a tree with your finger as hard as you can. Then you kick it and wow. you punch it, which is ridiculous. And they actually had indentations. And I asked him if anybody could do this. And he said, yeah, but most people are going to give up before they get there. And this is when I realized and I knew for sure, for sure, the big takeaway was that the superhuman abilities are not anything outside the realm of possibility. It's superhuman dedication. It is this dedication to years to an ideal. So I knew if I applied that to anything in my life, that I must be successful. It would just be inevitable because I wouldn't give up. And so that was kind of the takeaway. And it was also the merger of the two worlds, right? It was this mental, emotional, Mm -hmm. spiritual world, you know, making sure everything's in alignment, right? And then the physical world. And I feel like some people waver on that balance to go too far one way or too far the other way. And it's really the merger of those two worlds that, you know, allow you to do some incredible things. Wow. Okay. I love how you can take such a masterpiece of human performance and peak performance in that and simplify it. So what I heard from there, from what you shared there was the fact that superhuman abilities, superpowers literally is possible, but very few are willing to go there where very few are willing to actually not give up and continue the training and stay fast in, in the discomfort of the training and know to at least put together the the mind body spirit components which seems to be lost in in modern society so it's about ongoing dedication and it's about what would you call it integration of body mind spirit what would you call it yeah i would think so it's you can't leave one part out you know what i mean and so mind body spirit or the the you know emotional mental spiritual world or even understanding like you know it was a, a fascinating another fascinating epiphany i had is you know when they're they're doing like uh I don't know, let's say they're Qigong to break the stone or do something impossible. So for me, having an extreme sports background, you know, getting people ready for the Olympics and things like that, they need to get in the zone or in the right mind so you can do a trick. For me, I was a pretty good snowboarder, but, you know, I wasn't an Olympian, but doing a backflip over a 70-foot jump is like, I need to focus because if it goes wrong, it, it goes very wrong. And so for them, 
what they would do is like, yeah, they're integrating into the body, but also understanding that there's an energetic field in which they are a part of. And also Mm -hmm. harnessing that and taking that whole entire energetic field and then putting it to a point. So when he would break the stone with two frigging fingers and one of them he did, he had, it was at a cup, so it should flip up and he was able to do it fast enough and it went, you know, it didn't flip up. So just extraordinary stuff. And I also asked him why he didn't do it all the time. And he says, because I can hurt myself. So it's a very real thing to understand that, you know, there is a danger to these these practices, but, you know, harnessing the energy that's around you. So just even that idea that there is an energy around you, like a dolphin swimming in the ocean, understanding that you can use and harness that energy and use a sonar and things like that. So it's a different perspective to embody. Huge. And I think you spoke about a thing here that, you know, if, if someone now is thinking, oh my gosh, this, this sounds like a lot of stuff, where do I start? You mentioned Qigong. What a beautiful place to start. Qigong and the understanding of qi, the understanding of energy, is to realize there is, as as far as my Qigong teacher has told me, there's limitless qi. There's no, the ether, the quantum field, God, source, energy has limitless amounts of energy. And you can cultivate that. You can bring that in and store that up in the down to end and learn how to use and be a master of energy. So if you can take all that energy and move it into something so simple to break a rock else, it's not in simple task, but as in simply trying to do that, you could probably use it for other things as well, personal healing, relationships, business, finance, etc. So wow, what an awesome takeaway. And if, if uh, you guys want a place to start, obviously go check out Matt's work, but also Qigong, I think would be an amazing, amazing place to start. Tell me, with your expertise in personal development, peak performance, Matt, what do you think people, uh, many people don't actually live their lives on purpose? Yeah, well, that's a huge one. I feel like, well, <laughs> you know, going down these rabbit holes, there's a whole world of indoctrination that people aren't familiar with. So when I was younger, I looked at, you know, I had two channels on TV. One of them uh, would just show people starving to death all the time. And I was like, how do we, how, how can we not sort this out? Rice is not that expensive. There's all these multimillionaires. There's even just regular people could chip in. We could solve this. So, you know, something was going on there, but I was also reading books on uh, consciousness. I was trying astral projection and lucid dreaming and meditation and anything that would expand expand my consciousness in my teenage years. And so, you know, in doing those practices, I started to realize that you can use psychological uh, manipulation, persuasion for good and bad. And so I feel like our society and our school system is set up to make you kind of a worker, not to look outside the box. And so what happens is people make their life by default. They never really truly test who they are or what they are, because, you know, one of the other big things is that, you know, for us to survive, we need to eat. And that's what the conscious mind is designed to do is to keep us alive. So we look both ways when we cross the street and we do these different things. It's got to keep us alive. That's his job. So when I say, you know, follow your life purpose, what would you do if you had a million dollars every day for the rest of your your life? You know, who are you really? Most people, first of all, have never thought about that question deeply, which is, which is sad. I don't understand why people don't do that. But secondly, it goes, oh, Matt, you know, I know what you're trying to do. You try to trick me because the thing is, if I go find my purpose and I can't in my conscious mind figure out how I'd make money. Well, if I can't make money, I can't eat, I'm going to die. And that's how the conscious mind operates. So when we ask that basic question, your conscious mind filters it to keep you safe so you don't go following your dreams and you don't have any money. So we need to kind of bypass 
bypass that. And we can do that through journaling, very best basic writing questions, but also meditation or hypnosis. And I created a hypnosis a while back that just puts you into your heart rather than your head. So your heart is asking the questions because your heart is connected to the quantum field, into everything, into infinity, into what's eternal and who you truly are, the creator and creation. Um, and it knows you're going to survive. It knows how powerful you are. It knows what you're capable of. It knows what you're supposed to uh, do here. But the conscious mind is what's leading most people. So they what happens is they find the safest thing that makes a quote unquote guaranteed income, right? And then ideally they can get more guaranteed income. And that's how most people operate their life. It's kind of by default. They're not really choosing to architect it deliberately from their heart. And so the mind has to problem solve as the heart steers. And I feel like if we can learn how to have the courage to reverse that, we have a much more powerful and fulfilling life. Wow, profound, bro. Again, so many synchronicities between your work and what we teach as in, you know, the, how much more powerful the heart is magnetically, uh, 5,000 times more powerful magnetically than the brain. And through manifestation, obviously, a magnet will attract. I, I love this and I totally agree. You know, we should be learning so many things in school that we're not learning. It seems to be a Marxist, sometimes communist-based uh, system that teaches us how to be taxpayers and how to get in debt and how to be in fear of our lives so we're living in the hindbrain i totally see it and and far from being an abstract notion or a conspiracy theory this is a fact you know 96 percent of our graduates that are you know conscious people comparatively to many still live in fear when it comes to money and other things so i love that find the heart and do the work honestly what Matt is teaching and what we do here, this is an opportunity for everyone. If, if you're not living life on purpose, uh, I call it a life pioneered by purpose, what if today is the day that that could change? What if looking at Matt's work or some of the work that we do or uh, even sitting in meditation and just focusing on your heart could be the day that shifts everything? I truly do believe that the time that we live in right now, we don't have the privilege of, we, we really can't wait any longer personal development and this kind of evolutionary work is not a, a luxury anymore. It's a necessity, but what's happening in the world. And as we know, we are bombarded by fear from many angles. And so now is the time to really step into the heart. Thank you so much for speaking to that. I, I, I really feel that. And for those listen, listening and, and watching as well, really take a moment to feel into that heart that beats in your chest thousands of times a day and doesn't ask for anything in return, but maybe you start to really notice who and what you really are, the infinite nature of your divine presence. Okay, so we have one thing that I really want to ask you, bro, is with all the stuff that you've done as an elite athlete, we've talked about energy already. Many of our students are well-versed in the ways of the quantum or understanding subtle energies and metaphysics. When you talk about courage and fearlessness, where do you think the average person experiencing this reality can start right now? Where's the best place to start? To overcome fear? To overcome fear, blockages, traumas, things that they're experiencing in their lives considering this global thing taking place. Yeah, so that's a really great question. The first thing I think is important for, is for us to meditate or contemplate on immortality and understand that our physical vessel is going to die. We're all going to die here. So, you know, doing that work and just really contemplating and it's not like a morbid thing. Just recognize that because it makes life more precious, but you have to go do this work, right? And so, you know, I invite the person to kind of consider doing that. The other thing about fear is that, you know, it's not necessarily always bad. Like it's a good thing. You know, if I'm leveling up in uh, my sports performance, whether it's snowboarding or skateboarding, there's a level of fear there. So I want to be aware of what it is. it is, you know, for a certain level, it's good, but it's not good when it hijacks how we operate in our life where we're just trying to stay safe. 
right? And so it's this balance point. And so, you know, the other thing that I would just suggest is for people to write them out, write down every single thing you're afraid of, write it all out. Like you're like, I have infinite fears. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You probably like a few on repeat, right? I think it was Dr. Joe who said that we have 70, 90,000 thoughts per day and most of them are repetitive, right? And so it's just on this loop. So literally, if you write them all out and say, okay, what's the worst that can happen? What it does is it takes it out of this imaginary hidden dark room in your mind that's causing a physical response right? And it is, it's like an Instagram filter of fear. So everything you're kind of looking at, it's like, if I imagine into the future, let's say I'm going to do a snowboard trick. It's, it's the one where my legs are breaking. You know what I mean? It's the one that I'm getting out on an ambulance. So when that fear's there, that's what I'm doing. So you can train yourself to say, you know what, this is the one where I land right on my feet and I stick my hands in the air and I'm like, heck yes. You know what I mean? I did this. So we can train ourselves to do that. So we want to take the unconscious, we make it conscious and we look at it. Now, the other thing about fear is we have no fear with with knowledge, right? So let's say you we're going out into the backcountry in Canada, the deep woods with grizzly bears, all this kind of stuff, right? And then all of a sudden you lose everybody and you're out by yourself. Well, if you have a knife and a couple tools and you know exactly what you're doing, you're survivor man, you don't really have much fear because you have all of the skills, all of the knowledge, everything you, you need to know to survive there. So knowledge is so important. So if you're afraid of a specific thing, check it out. Because maybe you can build some knowledge around that and it's going to decrease that fear. So being a martial artist and all this stuff um, that I've done, I've talked down a guy who was going to kill a guy with a machete in a, in a fight. It was like a super crazy thing. And I also had a gun held in my head in a forest. And both times, fear wasn't the response I had. And it wasn't something that I chose or that I'm extra tough because I could have got stabbed and died and I could have got shot and died too. But it was the response through training. So I didn't just go there and go, oh, I'm not, I'm going to be fearless in this moment where this thing I didn't see happening, I just got stuck in it. And it was the previous training that created a response and allowed me to adapt to that scenario. And so again, it's that's the knowledge base. And then the number one thing is is uh, faith, whatever that is for you, like a creator, creation, God. You know, I feel like so many people are worried about that word. And when I when I was with the Native American elders, they they said creator. I just hosted a law summit with 26 experts from around the world that really came back to a lot of Christian Bible stuff, which I grew up a Christian. So I kind of, I don't know, I kind of put the book away to the side because there's some things I did like, but now rereading it, I realized how powerful that book is on just basically understanding that it, it talks about one of the concepts that Satan runs the world and that he can trick and deceive and make you fearful, but give your um, faith to the creator. When I say creator or God, it's life, good, you know, goodness, honor, compassion, kindness, all of that, that energy force, that's what I'm going to be emanating and intending to move towards and be a part of. So that is life, right? The thing that grows, the thing that cooperates uh, with this environment. So that's kind of how I see it. And I feel like when I have a fear, I can give it to the creator or life and say, you know what, this is my fear. I give it to you. You know what I mean? I want to come back to an empowered state because the number one tool that the deceivers have on this planet are those who uh, want to manipulate you because there are people that do want to manipulate you and do certain things is fear. You remove that fear, they have zero power. So it's something that you can train yourself to do. And it's not that you become fearless. You just have one one ounce more courage. So if you get, oh, that's a 50, you know, a 50 out of 100 of fear, I have 51 courage. Oh, it's a thousand pounds of fear. Well, I got a thousand and one pounds of courage, right? And that's a choice. And when we make that choice over and over, we develop our, um, you know, courage muscle and our faith muscle. <laughs> I'm going to say, whoop, there it is. Seriously, guys, go back 
if not to the whole interview, but at least to the last five minutes. And if you feel the way I feel and how how pertinent this message is in this time, you might want to write it out. You might want to share it with your loved ones and listen to it over and over and over again. We truly do know that there is something big going on in the world right now. We know that the real weapon against consciousness, against our hearts against whatever it is, if you want to look at it that way, is fear, false evidence appearing real, this lower frequency that is at 100 hertz on the Hawkins scale. Love is 500 and above. So we truly see what's happening. We know that within ourselves we have the answers. And faith, look at that. I mean, our students, we talk about this all the time. If you want to be scientific, you may call it the quantum field, call it divine consciousness, call it whatever you wish to call it. It's not necessarily a religious conversation, more so a spiritual conversation. Have faith in that. Give your pain, your trauma, your fear to that. And know that if you put yourself into uncomfortable environments on a regular basis, I heard this just then, Matt, this is powerful. You know, when our students do do the work and when people do the work with you, we get trained to overcome obstacles on a regular basis. It's so interesting. You, You mentioned your fear was breaking your legs. Right? I broke both my legs. <laughs> and, you know, as we share with our students, in our pit is where our purpose is revealed. In the trauma is where the transformation begins. So my, you know, breaking both my legs became, and then I got a staph infection from hospital, and I was able to heal myself. I, I did through the, you know, whole hospital thing, year and a half, intravenous antibiotics, almost died, you know. They put me back together, but they also almost killed me because I got the infection from the hospital. And then the only thing that saved my life was the work that we teach, you know, and I left the hospital and, and never looked back. And my two broken legs became my my message. My mess became my message. So now, you know, thousands of people have been able to go through a healing process because of that trauma. So as Matt so beautifully said, sometimes the trauma, the fear is exactly where you need to go to find out what your spirit and soul needed to learn from that. And then you rise and then and you're able to use that to your advantage. Brother, I loved what you shared. I'd love to talk to you again, particularly on the whole uh, darkness and the devil and, and what's happening. And there's so many principles of the Bible, honestly. If you, if you read through Revelations, if you read through what's going on, there's a lot of synchronicity right now. There are a lot of timelines of the Bible that seem to be very synchronous with what's going on right now. So we won't spin it off too far, but I will say it's something uh, certainly to look into. And what an amazing thing you mentioned, this thing called faith, brother. Thank you so much. What would you uh, like to share? This is uh, your stage, man. Whatever you feel like sharing, take it away, brother. I wanted to share one more thing about the Bible. It's interesting because I just hosted the Law Summit with 20, I think we're at 30 experts from around the world. And what they told us was that the 1611 King James Bible was the contract on the planet. It's not a religious based thing. It said because, or they said because the queen swears her oath on it and she basically still runs the show. So if you know what you're doing, you can bring that Bible into court. And I know people who have done it and understand how to use it and were able to do that. And then you start reading the book and they talk about contract law. What's the contract? And God gave dominion to land, air, and water law to man. Right. And so what's happening is it's this usurping of that cre- of 
having free will, doing as you please, moving around. The government say, we can impose this on you. No, no, only the creator can do that. Look at all of other life, right? What's different with us, right? Is people trying to control other people. So I just want to add that in there because it's fascinating. And and they changed the reason why it's the 1611, they changed the U's and the V's. They swapped them. They're written differently. And everything in that book is written differently. So you get a different response in court, which is a very, very fascinating thing that I had no idea about. And like, you know, you, I'm just looking at, you know, what's the truth here? I went studied ancient civilizations and trained with Native American elders because I'm just very curious about, you know, what's going on on this planet? How can I help? Why are we not living in what people call Atlantis? Or why do we not have peace? You know, things like that. You know, that's one of my native teachers say, why don't we have peace? He goes, if you wanted peace as bad as you, you know, wanted your Super Bowl Sunday, you would have it. Right. If you had that many people going around like peace, we're going to have some peace. He's like, you would have it already. And they also talk about all their relations, right? They say, you know, you know, all my relations, meaning the birds, the plants, the trees, everything in life to be cooperative. And you don't need to just go get a bunch of stuff. It's about harmonizing with life itself. And so it's not all about acquiring the material realm. It's like integrating into what it is to be human, what it means to be alive, what it means to be a part of this beautiful, magical earth and this uh, entire mystery that we're in. And so, you know, there's a lot of facets here. I could go, you know, a, a million different ways. I just want to thank you so much for, you know, having me here and letting me kind of share a little bit. Bro, where do we, the people, go to find some more of your information? And can we also find this 1611 King James Bible thing that you were just talking about this interview of yours? Where can we find more information? Yeah. So for the 1611 King James, it's interesting because it was very hard to find. And I guess they've removed them from the schools and they are starting to remove them from the courts. And when they switch the words, they remove actually God from the Bible. I can't remember how they, they switch mm-hmm. something. And so one of the things you'll learn when you go into law, the all caps name, a lot of people know about the birth certificate and how it's a yep. shipping container receipt and it makes you a commodity. Like if you're a farmer, you have 10 cows, well, there's your birth certificate. They do that with us too. And they trade it on the New York Stock Exchange. So, and now yep. all the debt goes to the IMF, all kinds it's dark crappy stuff <laughs> like, if, if you guys if you guys like a little bit like whoa this conspiracy theory you might want to go look this up this is admiralty uh, a maritime Admi- admiralty law this is fact okay yes. this is for a fact go ahead yeah and remember the first like i was i did law security in school actually and my my one of my teachers like yeah well he's like i i fight all my tickets and win but i'll recommend you do it but when you open the gate and go on the other side of the courtroom it signals boarding a ship because it's maritime and admiralty law. So it's interesting yeah. and it's all based on deception. And so that's the very interesting thing. And one of the things I feel like uh, good and honorable moral people, they have trouble with this because they don't think like evil people. And that's one of the misconceptions. We need to understand that some people do think like this. So when we understand it, it makes it null and void. If I do a jujitsu move on you and you know exactly what I'm doing, you're going to stop it. But if you don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to be able to do whatever I'd like to you. And so that's what knowledge and holding it can do. It can manipulate and persuade for people who might want, uh, they don't have you know positive means. You know, They're not thinking like you are, help thy neighbor and things like that. So the Bible, just make sure that the writing is switched. You can find it in different places and even on Amazon. I had to buy two because the first one wasn't right. Now, any of my work, mattbelair.com is the best way to find me. Also on Telegram because I'm kind of deleted and censored from kind of poking the bear. I'm mm-hmm. always looking for solutions and you know, I know we're gonna it's going to work out, but we have our own inner battle. I think this is a spiritual war and a spiritual time and it's our own way we're going to navigate these times to, to get through and and find the solution. So with every challenge, we're going to be able to respond. So the more the more that they push and the more these infringements happen. And one of the other things I'll kind of share is that, you know, to know if you're on the side of like right and good and truth. Well, it's a kind of confusing thing. But my friend told me a quote that's been really helpful. And it said, anything that seeks to restrict or bind 
by definition is Luciferian. And so if you're just trying to help people, trying to liberate them, try to live, let them live in peace, and you're trying to cooperate and you know be a good and honorable person, you're going to find that. You're going to resonate with that. And you're going to band with very powerful people who are also looking to respond in a powerful way. So all of this crumbles when you remove fear, when you get a little bit of knowledge, and when you cooperate and work with like-minded community who want the same means to an end. You want the same type of life. You know, you want to live a good, simple, honorable life where you can have, you know, like the United States, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's that's nice and simple and succinct, and, and we all deserve that, and I know we'll all get there. Yeah, I feel the same. Thank you so much for your love and wisdom, brother. I really appreciate that. And to everyone watching and listening, if this has been useful, share Matt's work, share this interview with as many people as you can. We know that this message will help a lot of people. And as we know, you know, as I say, what if this is the great awakening? What if this is the time? What if this is our time to really bring out the things in us that is not in alignment with what is being born in the world so that we indeed can be the heroes that we've been waiting for? You know, the heartbeats in your chest to remind you of your divinity. And again, yet another incredible reminder here, Matt. Thanks so much. People go to give us your uh, website, mattbelair.com, is it? Yeah, mattbelair.com. They can find all the links there and all the social and uh, interact and do whatever. There's 500 episodes of the podcast and interviewing brilliant people from around the world. And so uh, lots of stuff for people to, you know, look into. Thank you for being the person that you are and sharing the message that you share in these times, brother. This uh, goes down in history and everyone as well. If you felt it, then, you know, maybe there's something within this for you to action and to practice. Maybe there is something for you to share with other people because the other people out there, they suffer. And as I always say, let's just, let's remain smart. Let's stay in the heart. Any final words, my friend? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the, you know, the work you're doing as well. And anybody listening to this, you know, you, you, all you need to do is just your small part. You know, if you're a good family member, a good mother, a good father, a brother, a sister, you know, if you're just doing your best, that's enough. And, uh, you know, if you keep following that thread, you're going to be led to where you need to go and what you need to do and everything else that needs to unfold. The best spiritual teaching that I've ever heard in my life from any book from any teacher, from any lecture, it was from my friend David Lombard, Senate Pass, and he said, do three kind acts a day, go out of your way to do it, and don't tell anyone. And so it's just a very beautiful way to live our lives. If everybody did this, you know, our world would change. So uh, that's what I'll leave the listeners with. Thank you so much, Matt Belay, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to walk the quantum path into life mastery, business mastery, uh, if you want to learn more about our live events or coaching or anything that we offer, go to www.drespen.com. That's D-R-E-S-P-E-N.com or email info at drespen.com. And let's find out how we can help you take your life, your business and your mission to a whole nother level. We'll see you next time.